0: Again, we say good morning. Good morning morning to everybody. Thank you for joining us on this live stream again this morning. And then, in particular, we want to say happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers that are out there, even the grandmothers uh, that are out there. We say happy Mother's Day to you.
1: Happy Mother's Day.
0: Amen. And so one thing, even before we get started, just wanted to be able to just, uh, you know, in honor of our mothers is just to be able to share uh, just some fond memories, you know, just a couple of memories that we had uh, from our childhood as well as, uh, you know, because our mothers are still with us today. Thank and we thank Lord God yes. for that. And uh, they're, they're still mothers yes. uh, and, and, you know, and they mother in a different capacity. But they, they, and we still honor them, you know, in their motherhood, even in this uh, different stage. But when I was a child, uh, you know, one thing that, that I just appreciate and one thing is, is funny, but it, it wound up being so many other lessons uh, that I got from it. You know, believe it or not, it was my mom that showed me actually how to cut grass. <laughs> <laughs> She's the one that taught me how to, how to cut grass. And I remember, you know, in Stone Mountain, Georgia, uh, east side of Atlanta, uh, you know, I would, we would be out there in the yard. And she would show me because I didn't realize, but, you know, there's a way to cut grass. And so, you know, you, it's not just zigzagging, but I would cut and I learned how to follow the lines. Mm. <laughs> and I also learned not to cut too low because otherwise you'll burn the grass. Mm. <laughs> so my mother, uh, you know, taught me that, uh, you know, as a young person. So even now, you know, as a man, I was able to pass that on, you know, to someone else as a young guy, as a young man who was learning how to cut grass. But I'm like, no, no this is how you cut grass. And one thing that I even appreciate, you know, in adulthood is just the times where I'm able to go back home and we'll just be in in their kitchen. And, uh, you know, if she's just preparing something for food or it could even be breakfast. But, you know, I'm just sitting at the table and we're just talking. Sometimes it's current events, you know, sharing funny yep. stories or even memories from fond memories from the past, but it's just good time of just laughter and just sharing and impartation. So mom, thank you. I love you. Thank you for those memories from then and there's even the stuff that we're building now.
1: Yeah, I think um, some memorable times for me, um, I'm I'm truly a worshiper at heart and um, I would always remember awakening and hearing my mother praying in the morning or singing in the morning. And that was such a comfort uh, to me. Um, and then I think that she may have gotten up so early to have her prayer time because there was four of us. I'm the oldest of four, and uh, when it was time for us to get ready for school, you know, everyone would be doing their thing after they ate, and then she would always meet us on the stairwell to pray for us before we left for the house mm-hmm. out of the house. And I can remember there being times where she would begin her prayer, and she would start, and then all of a sudden you would hear. And we would look down, and she had nodded off, and so we're like, "Okay, mom, we got this." So, in Jesus' name, Amen. So, um, those were funny times, but I just always remember that comfort, knowing um, I don't know. You just felt so covered and so protected, yeah. you know, in that. And so, I I still do that even now for myself. Um, I think in my adulthood, boy, there's many different things now, because like you said, they're still mothering, but they're mothering in a different capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that. Um, Even more, most recently, um, being able to pack an overnight bag and to come have a sleepover at your house, (laughs) Um, when I just needed a pause, a moment um, to just um, debrief and um, let my guard down and just be me, and um, I just thank you for how you just continue to pour into me. I'm thinking of even the last time I was there, both of you guys poured into me on that, you know, that day, Um, um, and you always feel like a, a child. I still feel that way. Um, because you're you're my mom you're my parents um, I like when we get a chance to go shopping um, if I don't go shopping out I get to shop in your closet um, <laughs> so that's always fun um, but yeah I think spending that time and then also uh, you said one thing but okay so um, is how she imparts into our girls like yeah just taking that time I just <clears> um, I'm trying to be more cognizant of the moments that we have. And so like when she's talking to me, um, realizing that, you know, they're not always going to be here. So it's like treasure this moment, like, you know, engage in this moment, remember. Um, and I can see her saying different things to my girls and I'm just taking note of those things and then how to follow up. So happy mother's day, mom, prophet Doreen, I honor you. I love you. Look forward to seeing you a little later.
0: Yeah. Amen. (laughs) And so, uh, uh, Honor mothers, yeah, yeah. You know, honor honor your moms. And so, what we want to be able to do, you know, God has given us a word just to be able to share, to be able to encourage and strengthen mothers. And so, uh, we've been, you know, just as a s- series, so to speak, you know, uh, kind of been dealing, you know, recently with covenant. And so you know, there's some things as it pertains to motherhood tying in along those lines there. So the title of this message is called Covenant Mothers. Yes. Covenant Mothers. And so I want want everyone to be able to turn to to the book of Judges, Judges chapter thirteen. Uh, this mother in particular, we're going to talk about five distinct qualities of this one covenant mother, but it's something that applies even if you're not a mother, if, uh, if you know that this just applies to men and women as well. We're yeah. speaking this specifically for mothers, uh, but this, these are just qualities that apply for men and women. And so you can be able to take notes. We'll kind of walk through these uh, together, uh, but when, then we'll we'll tag team because my wife and I we're we're, we're a team here. <laughs> and so uh, you know I'll be sharing some things, she'll be sharing some things. Uh, but as it pertains to covenant mothers, and so just to provide a little bit of context uh, for this scripture in particular. As a matter of fact, let me get to <laughs> let me get to the word directly here. So Judges chapter thirteen. I want to be able to just read this. You know we'll we'll kind of walk through this. Uh, Together, but Judges chapter 13, um, starting with verse 1. Are you in the Amplified? Mm -hmm. All right, so let me go to the Amplified as well. Judges chapter 13, starting with verse 1, and it says. I'm, and so this is the amplified Classic for those that are digitally because there's a couple of different Amplifies there. So A-M-P-C, mm-hmm. <laughs> Judges chapter 13, verse 1. And it says, And the Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord gave them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. And there was a certain man named Zorah of the tribe of the Danites, whose name was Manoah. And his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Behold, you are barren and have no children, but you shall become pregnant and bear a son. So I want to pause right there and kind of bring out the first point as it pertains to a covenant mother. Uh, one of the qualities of a covenant mother is this. Covenant mothers don't need to be named to be known. Mm. I find this very interesting because here in this in this scripture here, we don't have... Uh, the name of this woman. And we're going to share about, uh, if you don't read the title of the chapter, but you'll see who her son was eventually. Um, but we don't have the name of this mother. So she was described as barren and a woman. Those are the two, uh, and, and a wife. So she was described as a barren wife and a woman. Those are the two descriptions that we have for her. But yet the angel shows up and begins to speak to her. And so the thing that kind of jumped out to me in that point, again, the first point, covenant mothers don't need to be named mm-hmm. to be known. And so one thing to encourage, you know, all the mothers and, you know, everybody in general, uh, that there's an anointing in anonymity. There's an anointing that's still available in anonymity. Even if you don't have like a public name or big public persona, God can still speak to you and anoint you and appear to you in anonymity. <laughs> That's a little tongue twister for me there. But for example, we look at Jesus. The scripture says that Jesus made himself of no reputation. No reputation yeah. He made himself of no yeah. reputation. But yet we know that Jesus of all people was the anointed one. He was the Christ. But then here also when you look at David. He was anointed on the backside of a desert. Tending sheep. And then it was called forth. You know, As a son and he was anointed. And so, the thing that kind of came out to me in this regard is not saying that uh, any, so there's nothing wrong with that, but God can do more with his name than even yours or mine. Oh,
1: that's so good.
0: <laughs> God can do name. more with his name. So, even if you feel like, well, man, nobody knows me, no, guess what? God still knows you. Yeah. And he knows you by name. 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 And so there's an anointing in that when you understand that even though you might be anonymous, I I just personally believe that some of the greatest people in the kingdom of heaven uh, that will have the most jewels in their crown will be the people that nobody, that quote unquote, nobody ever really heard of. Mm. But they were so obedient and, uh, you know, in regards to that. And then here's one other thing that just to be able to encourage people in that step here is that in motherhood, that fame is not the goal in motherhood. You know, because that could be such a temptation now, especially with uh, everybody, you know, with with social media and followers and things of that nature. You know, people do things on camera uh, for the sake of an audience that might not take place in real life, you know, at home. And so really fame is not the goal in motherhood, but it's the influence. It's the influence of your character. It's the influence of who you are. That should be the goal there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. know as you were reading i just found it interesting you know verse one talks about how the israelites again did evil in the sight of the god sight of the lord yeah and so he gave them into the hands of the philistines so (laughs) here you have like a double whammy against this unnamed woman she's in captivity yeah right um she's barren um and so that was looked at you know as you know as shameful in some regards at that point um but yet what type of relationship? That's what I kept thinking. Of, what type of relationship must she have had with the Lord that He knew that even in the midst of what was a jacked up situation, yeah. <laughs> in every regard, that He said, "I'm still going to trust you. I'm still, um, send my angel to talk to you." Yeah, you know. And so, like, it just lets me know that no matter where you are. Um, even if they don't know your name, but you know whose name to call upon, whose name to acknowledge, that He will visit you, that He will be in the midst of your situation. And so, um, <laughs> I got excited just from reading the, you know, the very intro when you started breaking down to me, you know, where you wanted to go today. I thought she's a bad girl. Yeah. You know, right off the start, her name didn't have to be named, but His name was. So.
0: Yeah, and it was something because, you know, my wife also, she mentioned it earlier, um, that even though she wasn't named, what she did was still known.
1: Yeah, and and she's known because of what she did.
0: Yeah, and she's known because of what she did. Definitely. (laughs) So, again, covenant mothers don't need to be named to be known because God knows your name. So someone just say right now, he knows my name. I like that song by Israel Hoot, and says, I am not forgotten that he knows my name. So you could just say it out loud if you want to put it in the chat, uh, post it, you can as well, but say, Lord, you know my name. God, you see me, you know my name. Mm. So you are not ignored. (laughs) You are not ignored. And so then the second point is this uh, that we see here um, is that covenant mothers keep their vows. Covenant mothers keep their vows, and that shows up uh, in verse 4 here. And so it says, The angel is still talking to this woman here. So now he shows up. He appears to the woman and says, behold, you are barren and have no children. That's verse three, but you shall become pregnant and bear a son. Then verse four, therefore, beware and drink no wine or strong drink and eat nothing. And so now he's starting to give her instructions. So he says, hey, you know what? You're going to become pregnant and have a son, but this is what you need to do. Yeah this is what you need to do here. There's, there's a condition, uh, because, uh, of, of the plan of God. So what you need to do, you need to make sure that you don't drink any wine or any strong drink nor eat anything that was unclean. So she had to be mindful of what was coming into her life, what was coming into her body. And so the thing that jumped out to me, I was like, oh man, she had to make some lifestyle changes. Yeah. There had to be some adjustments uh, in order for her to be able to maintain and to keep the vow. and
1: She adapted herself to the word that she received. Oh,
0: that is yeah, good. She
1: adapted herself to the word that she received. Yeah, that, yeah.
0: yeah so she adapted her whole life, and that's mm-hmm. what we have to do. We have to be in position to adjust and adapt uh, to what God has said, to what God has uh, called according to his plan. That's a good word. So someone just make sure, just place it upon your heart right now, what and just say, I am, "I am adaptable."
1: I am adaptable, and you can
0: even feel it in this yes, season. God, you have God. to be adaptable. Ooh. You have to make adjustments. But there's an even higher uh, call that God is just causing all of us to be able to adjust mm-hmm. and, and and adapt to Him, not just to quote unquote this new norm, but we're adapting to another level and a place that He's called us to. Uh, am and not, and I'm not even just saying in this season, but it's just from here and from henceforth. Mm-hmm. So covenant mothers keep their vow, and then the evidence of her keeping her vow was the birth of her son. And so the thing that I just want to pray and just even thank God just even for, uh, for us even right now is that we're just going to declare and thank God for evidence of covenant keeping. For those that have been keeping covenant, for those that God has spoken some things and have given you some instructions, uh, that we're just even thanking God for that right now, for evidence showing up. I just believe that there, there's just evidence that shows up for those that have been faithful.
1: Yeah, it's evidence because you've been time-tested. You've been already doing the things. Yeah, That's the evidence. And then ultimately, we get a chance to see the outcome of what you were doing behind closed doors. Wow. You know, I just, again, when I started reading this and I started thinking about who she was and what she had to do to put herself in position to be able to, to receive this encounter from the angel... I started thinking back, okay, you know, here's Israelites, they're in captivity. But this is, she's after Moses. So Moses had already given the instructions. Mm -hmm. So then if you look back in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Yeah. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Yep. And I'm going to read from um, the Amplified Classic as well. uh, Starting at 1. And this is Moses talking um, to the children of Israel. He says, now this is the instruction the laws and the precepts which the Lord your God commanded me to teach you that you might do them in the land to which you go to possess it. Mm. Here's what he wants them to do, that they may reverently fear the Lord their God, you and your son (laughs) and your son's son, and keep all his statutes. So let me go back. That you may reverently fear the Lord your God, you, that's the first generation, Yeah, come on. and your son, that's the second generation, and your son's son, that would be the third generation, and keep all his statutes and his commandments which I commanded you all the days of your life, and because you do this, that your days may be prolonged. He says, hear therefore, O Israel, and be watchful to do them, that it may be well with you, yeah. and that you may increase exceedingly as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. And then it says here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God. And this is what I believe she was doing. I believe that she was loving the Lord her God with all of her mind and her heart and with her entire being and with all of her might. And so, (laughs) you know, prior to, again, prior to her knowing Um, that she would even have a son, she was already following the instructions that she had heard from her forefathers in regards to the commandments to love the Lord thy God with all their heart. And then now that she is now being told that she's going to have a child, now she's going to convey that same message to her children and to her grandchildren.
0: Wow. And it's something because, you know, my wife, she kind of brought this out to me and I'm like, you know, I never thought about that. But again, just emphasizing the point because there was so much wickedness going on, but yet she was distinguished in that regard. And so it was something that about her. And then, you know, we see this quality here from Deuteronomy 6 that God could trust her in that (laughs) regard. So, again, number one, covenant mothers don't need to be named to be known. Number two, covenant mothers keep their vow. They keep the covenant. They hold on to it. They maintain uh, the promise. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. And then here's the third thing. Covenant mothers raise deliverers. Hmm. Covenant mothers raise. They train up deliverers. And then we see that here in Judges, going back to Judges chapter 13, verse 5. And so the angel is still talking. So let me catch you. So verse 4 it says, therefore beware and drink no wine or strong drink and eat nothing unclean. But then verse five, the angel is still speaking to her. For behold, you shall become pregnant and bear a son. No razor shall come upon his head for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from birth. And so that was a type of type of priest. And so, um, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. And so again, she said, behold, you shall become it. You Mm -hmm. shall become pregnant and bear a son and no razor. In other words, you should not cut this boy's hair. For this child is not just any any type of child, but God has ordained him to be a Nazarite. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. Glory to (laughs) God. So covenant mothers raise deliverers. And so whether you realize it or not, you are raising a deliverer you are raising the, or deliver and your child has something that has been put on the inside of them. And so you, this is one of the, the beautiful things about m- mothers is, you know, they, they, it's like a double anointing here. You, you carry a gift yourself, yes. but then even in a child, uh, you're, you're carrying your child's gift. Your child is a gift and the gift that's on the inside of them. It's like all that kind of nurturing that's going on. So even now your child that is, 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 is that you have now, And no matter what it might look like, guess what? There's still something that God has placed on their life that you are grace and that you are anointed to be able to to nurture. And so covenant mothers know in part, but again, uh, that there's a grace that comes upon you for nurturing and developing your child. Nobody has that kind of grace Hmm. except you. That is your grace that you are imparted with.
1: And even when you don't feel like it, you're still graced to do it. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> and so you can look at your child, if they're, if they're near you right now, and say, hey, you are a deliverer. Yes. <laughs> you are a deliverer. You are or you are, just speak whatever it is that God spoke to your heart about them. And so if God gave you a different word, I, I remember, and I hold on to this to this day. Uh, my mom, she told me when I was younger that the word that God gave her for her children is that, that we would be lights in a dark world. And so I remember hearing that when I was young. And so now to adulthood, I still go back to that scripture uh, and understand. It's like, man, you know what? I'm, I'm to be a light yes. in a dark world.
1: Yes.
0: And so, uh, and, and, and my mom, whether she fully knew or not, and of course, I don't know if anyone saw the full context of, of this, but hey, you know what? You're raising a deliverer. And I'm going to get to another point uh, in a little bit, but it doesn't matter if it looks like right now, you just understand, it's like, God, I thank you, Lord, for what you spoke to me about that child, or if whether you got that word when it was in the womb, or whether they were early on, or whether you got it now, uh, that's something that you could hold on to and declare over their life. Glory to God.
1: And I just think about even um, my first, having my first child, I think because everything was so new to me, I don't remember like the second and the third, hearing the Lord like Distinctly speak to me about them. Mm-hmm. But what I did do was I held on to words that were spoken over Victoria, who was our firstborn, over her life, even throughout that time. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I think, again, I was just so new to being a mom and trying to get this thing down um, that uh, I was not ready. Now, once I had her, He began to, Holy Spirit would just begin to teach me lessons through her. But I held on to the words that were spoken over her. Yeah through other people, whether it was through our pastor or through, you know, our our parents. And I would begin to repeat that. And then in addition, you know, you can always speak the word of the Lord over your children. So you may not have had a word spoken directly to your child. You may not have heard something spoken to you, whether they were in the womb or in your arms. But you do have the word of the Lord. And now we have the opportunity to declare that over our children.
0: That's good. That's good. So you get a scripture that you that that speaks to you, and that you believe that speaks to your child, and it doesn't matter, even in what season, uh, no, even if they're older, <laughs> you can still speak life and give give that word to that child, and just still reminding them about who they are.
1: Yeah, because in in Proverbs uh, Proverbs twenty two and six, it talks about when you train up a child and the way that they should go, mm-hmm. when they're old, they won't depart from it. Come on. You know, and so it's almost like I always see that fishing rod, and I'm not a fisherman or anything like that. But it's like, you know, you're casting that line, and I don't care how far away they go from it. I was a rebellious child. Um, <laughs> but that word was somehow, you know, uh, making its way into my heart. And so it's like when they're old, it won't return um, until, it, well, one, the word won't return to him void, but it has to come back. So they're going to come back to that word. So you just keep casting that word. You keep speaking um, that word over your son, over your daughter, and you watch God do it. Watch God do it. Yeah, I don't have to do it, but he will.
0: You were rebellious. Oh, <laughs> yes. Jesus is real, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, there's something else that my my, my wife uh, mentioned, and I, I think I could tie this in correctly, Uh, but you know, it's how'd you say it as far as for, yeah, you're raising a deliverer or you've been delivered. Like, how? how,
1: Well, because I I was thinking about the scripture where it says, How the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Yeah. You know, and whenever we're delivered from something, that means you're delivered from something to go into um, be able to occupy something else. And then, you know, how the scripture talks about that once you've been uh, strengthened um, or once you've been converted, now you can go strengthen. You know, yeah. your brother. So, we're raising a deliverer um, in order for them to be able to go provide deliverance to someone else. Absolutely. And so, you know, you mentioned something earlier, but it made me think about even being in captivity. This mother was in captivity, but yet her her seed that she was raising was going to be the deliverer for her people. Yeah. I mean, it's just like Mary, you know, carrying Jesus. Yeah. You know, they were going to change things. So, it doesn't matter what the situation looks like you got to know that you're putting that word to work in those children and that word is going to work later on for you yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it's going to come back for you
0: absolutely mm. and so and this one one thought that just came about when my wife just mentioned that she she was rebellious but uh because some because some <laughs> some people might say well man uh you know what you know my child this especially if the child might be rebellious right now and you might be thinking, well. You know, because I just showed this and, you know, you might just be feeling condemned and things of that nature. No, don't. Do not feel condemned. You know, God God can turn things around and he can take things from the past and work it out for our present and then work it out even for, our, for the good and our future because, because of our love for him. Amen. So just be encouraged in that regard uh, that you are raising a deliverer. So again, number one, covenant mothers don't need to be named to be known. Number two, covenant mothers keep their vow. They keep their vow. And then number three, covenant mumber, covenant mothers raise deliverers.
1: And I'm just going to give you this side note scripture that you can add to that. in yeah. Psalms 127, mm-hmm. uh, verse 4 and 5. Um, verse 3 talks about how that our children are a heritage of the Lord. They're yeah. a reward, right? And so verses 4, it says, As arrows are in the hand of a warrior... So are the children of one's youth. So we talked about uh, how we raise deliverers. And here's how they'll come back and bless you it says, happy, blessed, and fortunate is the man whose quiver is filled with them for they will not be put to shame when they speak with their adversaries and gatherings at the city's gates and so what i believe that is saying is that when you put the word of god in your children's uh heart and you put it in their mouths they're going to be that word that see that word will take root eventually and they'll come back and it's going to be used on your behalf i mean i think about the times when uh, my parents marriage was going you know up and down and i just remember that scripture i don't I don't know if I read it I don't know if I heard it but I knew that what God put together let no man put asunder mm-hmm. and I began to stand on that scripture for my parents um and then other things you know I get begin to pray out but I held on to the word of God that was once sown from their mouths into my heart and then that came back to help them later on um you know down the years yeah but it was because of they took the time to sow the word into me first
0: come on Yeah.
1: Yeah. Then I go to war on their behalf, and so it's like like arrows in the hand of a mighty warrior. You're raising your children, you're you're targeting them, you're aiming them, um, for a destination, um, by training them up in the admonition of the Lord. Amen. Yeah,
0: that is good. The fourth thing here, covenant mothers discern the heart of God. Covenant mothers discern the heart of God, and so. What, what took place, and we'll get to that, that, that verse in just a little bit, but what was taking place was, you know, the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman. Then the woman goes tells her husband and says, hey, you know what, there's this man uh, that showed up. Because she didn't know it was an angel of the Lord. So she said, there was this man that showed up and told me such and such, told me that, hey, you know, I'm going to get pregnant and that our son's going to be a deliverer. And then uh, the man was like, really? And so uh, the husband, Manoah, he was like, really? And then he went to the Lord. He was like, God, well, send again. thank you, but can you can you can you send them again, so 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 that way we can hear you know what what needs to be done, um, and so, the Bible says this as you just kind of read along. It says that the woman was sitting in a field. She was sitting in a field, and then the angel appeared to her again. Again. And then uh, this was so cool that my wife reminded me. So then the woman then went to go get her husband. It was like, oh oh man, you're here again. So then she went to go get her husband. And then the husband was like, hey, you know, okay, so tell us, you know, tell us again what it is, what is it that we need to do? What do we need to do? And so the angel again repeated. He was like, so now as I told your wife, uh, she's not supposed to drink any wine or any strong drink nor eat anything unclean. And that the son that you have is going to be a Nazarite and no razor shall touch his head for he shall be a deliverer. And so they were so thankful to God and they were like, oh my God, this is so good. And so, um, again, they didn't realize they were talking with an angel of the Lord. They didn't know, but just to honor the word that was received, yeah, uh, just to be able to honor the word that came forth, they said, well, Hey, just stay here. So that way we can just, you know, we can just make a sacrifice and we can just make, uh, build an altar and honor the Lord. Yeah. And then, you know, we want to be able to honor you as well. And, and so, um, the angel was like, Hey, you know what? um go ahead and make that sacrifice go ahead and make the offering but when you do it do it unto the lord right like don't 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 make it unto me do it unto the lord and then they said well what is your name and he was like well why do you ask my name seeing that it is too wonderful mm. and so that's a whole another message for for another time but uh all of a sudden uh you know at that point the the sacrifice was consumed and of course the husband and wife they were together yeah. in doing this. They were there together um, in this whole conversation, you know, so they were one in this regards and making the sacrifice and, and seeing this take place. And then the man, who they thought was a man, disappeared. And yeah. then they realized that it was an angel of the Lord. Yes. And then they both fell down in fear. And then the husband, Manoah, was, he said, man, we're going to die. Eh? It's like, man, we just saw God. We're, <laughs> nobody's, we're not, we can't do this. But then verse 23, same chapter, verse 23. Uh, This is the part that I want to be able to bring out again. And it says, uh, verse 23, but his sensible wife, this is the amplified, but his sensible wife, let me read verse 22. And Manoah said to his wife, we shall surely die because we have seen God. Verse 23, but his sensible wife said to him, if the Lord were pleased to kill us, Oh, if the Lord were pleased to kill us, he would not have received a burnt offering and a cereal offering or grain offering from our hands, nor have shown us all these things or now have announced such things as these. So we just bless God for just sensible women, Amen. <laughs> sensible women, a sensible wife. Yes. And so the point that uh, the Lord brought to my attention, he was like, hey, you know what? Covenant mothers discern the heart of God. Mm. The husband was like, man, we're going to die. We we're gonna die. She was like, no, 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 no. If God wanted to kill us, yeah, he wouldn't have accepted our yeah, offering. Yeah. And so um, covenant moms, here's the point: covenant moms have an ear tuned to the voice of the Holy Spirit. They have an ear turned to the voice tuned to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Like how mothers can distinguish the voice of their children, mm. covenant mothers develop an ability to distinguish the voice and movements of God.
1: That's good.
0: They developed that ability to do that. And so here, I I like it again. In verse 23, it says, this is what she says. This is what the sensible woman, this is what the sensible wife says. He would not have received a burnt offering and a cereal offering from our hands, nor have, here we go, shown us all these things. So she saw, nor have announced such things as these. So uh, this sensible woman, God was showing and telling and she was seeing and hearing. Mm-hmm. Now, you see, I'm, we're calling her a covenant mother even before she had received the seed mm. to be able to do so because it was ordained as such. So some things God has announced about you, uh, you might might feel like at this point, just even coming to me right now. Well, man, I don't feel like it, but you are it. Mm. You are it. Yes. There's something about you already that God says, put his finger on and says, yeah, that's it. It's something, yeah. some things that God has been showing and God has been saying and you've been seeing and hearing.
1: Yeah, I, you know, when as you were reading, I was thinking, uh, it's amazing to me how many women in the Bible that the angel of the Lord appeared to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I mean, you think about, um, uh, here Samson's mother is being appeared to. You think about Hannah, how, you know, um, she in the temple, uh, you know, he, the prophet told her that she was going to have a child. I think about uh, Abraham, Sarah, Sarah's the wife of Abraham Mm -hmm. how the Lord came to Abraham because she couldn't handle (laughs) the word of the Lord to begin with Um, but yet here the word of the Lord was given to this unnamed mother-to-be but she had sense enough to go back and to share with her husband Mm. and then when he spotted off at the mouth some foolishness she had the boldness to speak up. Hmm. And I think sometimes, you know, I know for me, it, it was like, wait a minute. No, you are hearing from the Lord. We can't be uh, afraid to say what you're hearing. yeah And it's, it's very evident that she acknowledged, you know, the headship of her husband because... You know, after the, her first encounter, she went back to tell her husband what had happened. Then, you know, he prayed again and asked for the angel to come again, and then he did. And then now she's still conversing. So it's like, I'm still submitting to you, but I'm still letting you know what I hear in my heart to be true. Yeah. Um, and then giving her husband the option um, to weigh in on that. So don't be afraid um, to yield in. I was just even reminded that of the other day by my mother. Um, I was sharing some things, and I said, well, this is, how I, this is what I really felt. And she said, no, you need to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit on what you're hearing. And it's almost like going with that that first check. Mm. You know, when he tells you something, that's what we move on. You know, that mother's instinct, it's more than just a mother's instinct. I would always say, something told me. And my husband over time would say, what is that that's telling you? And I begin to acknowledge, okay, Holy Spirit, (laughs) reminded me. But one thing I noticed is the more I acknowledged him, that thank you, Holy Spirit, for remind me where those keys were. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for remind me for what I need to do today. Yeah. Or bring that to my remembrance. The more he participated in my daily activity. Wow. Yeah. So don't be afraid to speak up. And then if you can't speak, like if you're a single mom and you don't have another man to, you know, or someone else to share to, to, then speak what's in your heart to the Lord. You know, what he watches over his word. And so you're just, we're just talking, we're communing, we're asking him, is this what I'm supposed to do? Is this what I believe you're telling me I'm about my child? Yeah, but talk to him. So, yeah, don't be afraid. Don't hold your tongue.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amen. And then I just want, want, want us to finish out this chapter here. And the woman in due time, hmm. in due time. Someone just say, it's my due time.
1: It's my due time. It is my
0: due time. You could be a man and saying, it's my due time. It's my due time, meaning that is a time that is due. And so, and the woman in due time bore a son and called his name Samson. (laughs) And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the spirit of the Lord began to move on him at times in Mahanedan, the camp of Dan. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't practice reading that beforehand. Between Zorah and Eshtowl. But again, just saying, and the woman in due time bore a son mm. and called his name. And so, uh, you know, I just believe that there's some things that God's just looking to bring forth in your life, in our lives, in this season, and that we should just be able to name it. So that way he can bless it again. Yes, yeah, good. That, that way he can bless it again. Hmm. as covenant keepers and so here she gets the word she receives it I believe there had to been some type of excitement because she was like, man this this guy that's talking is like radiant he's, he's glowing and so um, she received the word held onto it and she followed through with the destruct- with the instructions she didn't drink any wine she didn't have any strong drinks she didn't she took care of her temple yeah. and then uh, then it comes to this fifth point right here after she had her son, Covenant mothers impart the awareness of covenant to their children. That's good right there. So number one, covenant mothers don't need to be named to be known. Number two, covenant mothers, they keep their vow. Number three, covenant mothers raise deliverers. They raise deliverers. Uh, Number four, covenant mothers discern the heart of God. And then number five, covenant mothers impart the awareness of covenant. They pass it on. They impart it to their children. And we know this because uh, whether you some that might not realize it, Samson was, uh, he was a knucklehead. Yes. There were some good things about him, but then there were some other things where he was, you know, he really has some knuckleheaded ways. But uh, we'll see that uh, we understand that the same vow his mother kept, you know, he was given a vow as a Nazarite. And so that tradition, you know, he held on to up until a certain port, point, unfortunately. But we understand that that his mother imparted this awareness of covenant to him. And you can see this in Judges chapter 16, verse 17. Judges chapter 16, verse 17. Now, this is a time where he, you know, he, he, he met oh, Delilah, <laughs> you know, old oh, Delilah at this point. And so, you know, I just imagine, you know, he's probably in her arms and this is at that final moment. She was like, well, please, please, please tell me what is the strength, where your strength comes from. You've deceived me all this time. But see, she made some covenant. With her yes, people,
1: yes, yes. Ooh,
0: come on now. She made a covenant with her people for some money. She made an agreement with her people. They would say, "Hey, you know what? This guy's been wrecking shop," and so um, that's that's man. There's just a whole mm-hmm. lot to that right mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. Uh, because <laughs> you know we talked about God disrupting covenants that men have made. So we we pray that that still can takes that still takes place. That some illicit covenants that men have made. Um, Wow, even against your children. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yo, Even against your children. Let me just pray into that right now before we read this scripture. So even covenants and agreements that men have made even against your children, we break that now in the name of Jesus. We break that covenant with the blood of Jesus. May the covenant of Christ that these mothers have imparted to their children, may that supersede, may that superimpose, may that be even stronger in Jesus' name. Glory to God. We're going to come back to that. But I just felt like I just need to, needed to declare that right now. Mm-hmm. All right. So Judges chapter 16, verses 17. And so let me read verse 16. I always, <laughs> I always go verses before. For those that don't know what I do, I get one verse and then i read the whole book. Yeah. yeah it's, and that you just kind of helps context. bring it out. And when she pressed him day after day with her words and urged him, he was vexed to death. Verse 17, then he told her all his mind and said to her, a razor has never come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my birth. And I like it how one translation, it even says, since since I've been in the womb. And then he says, if I am shaved, then my strength will go from me and I shall become weak. And like any other man. And then, of course, Delilah saw, oh, he t- told the truth. But I say that to say this, um, and it just made me think how many times did his mom, when he was born, as he got older, start reminding him, Samson, this is who you are? How many times did Samson hear the story about the angel of the Lord that yeah. showed up? And she kept rehearsing, and she kept rehearsing covenant, point. and she kept imparting to him the promise of the. The, the promise of, as far as for his identity yes. and what God has promised and what even she had to go through, even what she had to keep in order in order for him to even be conceived and to be able to be born. And then once he was born, what he had to keep in order to maintain. So she kept rehearsing. She kept imparting covenant, covenant to him. And so now Samson, in his adulthood, in the arms of another woman.
1: Outside of her. Right, outside
0: of covenant. Know. Yeah. In her own illicit covenant, started telling telling her uh, the secret, and started giving to her um, who who wasn't to be a part of this, who wasn't supposed to be able to come into covenant agreement with him. He started uh, telling her, "Well, hey, man, this is what this is where the shrimp comes from." But again, that just lets me know uh, that uh, that she was imparting that to him. So, just to encourage moms now, just even in this season of that's quote unquote quarantine, is still a great time to impart. Ooh, yes. It's still a great time to apart until your children. Amen. So remind them of who they are. Remind them of who they are. And then uh, another thing that I just want to say as a point of encouragement, because again, Samson, uh, 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 you know, he he veered off, uh, you know, from the Lord. Well, you know, as far as for some of his ways there. So we realized he knew where his strength came from. He knew where his strength came from, but he didn't realize where his weakness was. Mm. He knew where his strength was, but he was actually telling about his strength in the arms of what made him weak. And so uh, Samson, you know, he went off to go. At first, even before Delilah, he wanted to marry a Philistine woman. And his parents were like, no, aren't there some people that are connected to covenant? Yeah. And he was like, "Uh," in so many words, "Uh, whatever. And God still, you know, you, you know, blessed as a result in spite of but needless to say he knew where his strength came from because his mom told him Mm -hmm. his mom told him look this is how this is how you stay strong by being connected to the lord but anyways his mother tried to direct him and so i this is the point that i wanted to be able to make especially for mothers that, that have sent some frustration, or in particular, you know, even have sons, <laughs> you know, that might have gone off, and uh, I, I want to free you up right now, so what covenant mothers do, they release the care and cover in prayer.
1: That's good, I release the care.
0: Yeah, cover. so at this point right now, it's like, man, you know what, I'm just going to release the care, because sometimes, you know, you, you, you carried them, you carried them, but now, it becomes a worry, and those cares begin to weigh you down. Yeah. And so just right now, you just release the care. You release it unto the Father. You, Father. you release it unto the Lord and say, God, you know, I'm giving you this care right yeah. now. And now I'm just going to cover my child that might be all out there, who uh, you know, with men or with women, whatever the case may be. And I'm just going to cover them in prayer yeah. because I've made the impartation. You know, I've raised them up mm-hmm. how I should be. Now, that's that's... Into your hands, I give them.
1: Yeah, yeah. You have to. That's part of that trusting, you know, with all of your heart. Because our children are one of the closest things, you know, to a mother's heart. Um, and being able to do that. Um, the fact that, you know, when you talked about how that Delilah was pressing him so. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking about the importance of, and when you mentioned that now, even in the season that we're in of quarantine, um a great time I know I was like you know what I have some more time to impart into the girls and so if you go back to Deuteronomy chapter Mm 6 we talked about um, you know remember how she said you know she received the instructions from uh, that Moses gave out that she would love the Lord with her God with all of her heart and if you look at uh, verse Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse let's start with verse 6 itself it says, "In these words which I am commanding you, this day shall be first in your own mind and hearts." So, before I can impart um, covenant into my children, I have to first be able to receive. Uh, I become the first partaker myself to receive the word of God and begin to apply it in my own life before I can apply it and impart it to my children. That's good. And verse seven says, "You shall wet." And sharpen them so as to make them penetrate. That means the word <laughs> of the God that I'm teaching. Um, oh, God, I can remember my parents saying stuff over and over and over. And I'm like, uh, uh, uh. And my dad making me write scriptures because I had such a bad attitude from my mom. And da, 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 da And it was, uh. And he's, But it says, you shall wet and sharpen them so as to make them penetrate and teach and impress them diligently upon the mm. minds and hearts of your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. Yeah. These are the things that we do on a daily basis. So, like, when our kids hear something, you know, it's not a Sunday morning or, or Bible study. No, this is something that they're accustomed to hearing. Um, and, you know, even Victoria, sometimes you go, oh, that's what you, you met. Or, right. you know, and so that word, again, it cannot return. But we have to diligently impress it upon because the reason why that press has to be there now is because, like, when Samson was older, oh, yeah. when our kids get exposed to school and they're outside, they're going to be pressed. They're going to be um, peer pressure about what they shouldn't be doing. But I need to first impart into them who they are in him. So that they can know that, you know, wait a minute, I'm not of this world. I don't, I, I don't have to conform to the world's way of doing things. I, I'm transformed by the renewing of my mind. Where did that renewal come from? It came first from home. Yeah. You know, like I always think about children's church. <laughs> children's church, you know, when we were in youth ministry, you know, you, we used to think about we get calls or they thought, oh well, you just send it to the youth pastor. Um, we were, our job was to supplement <laughs> Our job was to supplement, in some cases where they came from a home where maybe um, they didn't know about God, that's one thing, and then a lot of their feeding came from their time with us, but otherwise we could only supplement with the time that we have, but my job as a parent is I have to train, I have to impart, I have to diligently impress, even when they give me an attitude and a look of disgust. Um, I, I, you know, It's always funny to hear my father say now, oh, you guys were listening, you guys were paying attention. <laughs> Again, train up a child the way they should go when they're old. It will not depart from them. It comes back to them. Because once that word is released, you're now held accountable. Those children are yep. now held accountable. Whether or not they choose to do it or not, that word has already been released. And it's already at work um, in their lives. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: One thing as my wife was talking, uh, when she's talking about a press, you know, as you're pressing the word into them, you're building something in them mm. that will allow them to press back.
1: That's good. A resistance. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, so
0: it's, it's that resistance yes. that allows them to press back. And so, for those that don't know the story, what happened? You know, Samson was captured. He got his eyes gouged out after this because the Philistines came when, and he thought he was still strong. But you know, he he had his hair cut off. You know, yeah. Delilah cut the man's hair. And, and and so Samson became as any other man. The Philistines came and they bound him up, they cut his eyes, but they didn't realize while he was in prison and they were getting ready to bring him out for show. Um, they didn't hear the fact that uh, they didn't they didn't hear the fact that he had had to have, have his hair cut. Yeah. All they just knew Delilah said, come on in, come get him, yeah. and then they got him. So they didn't understand when that connection when he got reconnected to the Lord or when, when that covenant was promised was reinstated, when that vow was reinstated and his hair grew back and Samson knew that his strength was there. Then he pressed up against, in other words, he wound up take getting the greatest deliverance than ever before, you you know, in his death. But he had something that was on the inside of him. He remembered, Hey, you know, I had something to be able to press against. And so what he literally, literally did, he say, look, Lea me, let me stand up against a pillar. Yeah. Let me stand up against a pillar." So we know this was in the natural, but it was that covenant that was beginning to rise up. I believe in the spirit that was, that, that, that was rising up on inside of him to press against um, that which was pressing against him on the outside. Mm-hmm. And so he stood up and then he pressed against it, and then where they were mocking him in the name of the Lord, uh, it was the greatest deliverance that took place in that moment. But again, it was because of that press. That it didn't leave him.
1: Yeah, the word of the Lord was still at work.
0: It was still at work on the inside of him. And maybe it just needed a little bit more time. And so I wanted to just say this because one Mm. thing uh, just as a moment to encourage me, not to encourage me, but what God gave me to encourage mothers in particular was to be able to encourage mothers with sons. To encourage mothers with sons because this was a mom with a son right here. And this was a son who got trained up, but then who got off, but then who got back on. And so you might have a son right now that might be off, uh, but I'm telling you, I want to encourage you right now that, if, that, that you keep encouraging, you keep pressing in. If you didn't do it during pregnancy, if you didn't do it uh, while they were younger, uh, there's no condemnation. Be free of guilt in that regard. The blood of Jesus takes care of that. Again, just even in a practical sense, you can still send text out of, out of your devotion or send a note or a handwritten letter, whatever, just to, again, to remind them of who they are. So you still you're still their mother. Yes. You're still their mother, and I don't know what 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 the relationship is, but if it's a difficult, if it's a challenging, you still have a grace upon you that you can call out their name before the Lord. If even if they might not receive your call, mm-hmm. if it's if it's in that state right now, you can still call out their name before the Lord, and then just trust for the work for the word and the work of the Lord. God can send an angel to yes, appear to man. them. Yeah. And they might not even know that they're speaking to an angel. But God can send an angel to them. So you've, you've got help. Hmm. Whether you're married or whether you're a single mother raising sons, you've got help. You've got help in the Lord. Glory to Thank God. And then it's another thing, uh, even while I was brushing my teeth, uh, you know, I just want to speak in encouragement in particular. I was like, Lord, you want me to go there? He was like, yeah, go there. Yeah. For mothers that might be concerned or maybe worried or might have a fear about raising uh, black sons. In the united states in a climate with some of the things that that goes on i know sometimes that fear can 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 take place but i want to encourage you right now that no you've got a covenant that supersedes ethnicity yes you've got a covenant that supersedes and i'm telling you, for those that don't know i was right i lived in stone mountain georgia which used to be the capital of the confederacy and i and, and i was a knucklehead i did stupid stuff you know i i was talking about my wife and mentioned her rebellion but yeah, I, I was the one that actually got arrested. <laughs> and so I did stupid stuff, a little black boy in Stone Mountain, Georgia, doing dumb stuff. And there's Confederate flags and things of that nature. All that to say this, you do not have to be afraid. Yes. Do not be afraid and be like, well, man, what am I going to do? Even if you just just had a child or you have a teenager or you have a young adult and they might be uh, driving, you just stand on the word of God and declare the blood of Jesus. Yes. You stand on the word of God and declare the blood of Jesus. They're not just a black boy. boy they're a bought boy. Yes. They are blood bought. Mm-hmm. They are blood bought that's boy. That's good. So that's something I want to encourage you. So you just say it right now out of your mouth to say, my son is not just a black boy yes. in America. He is a blood bought boy. There's yes. something that's higher. Blood bought. There's something that's higher. And then you apply that covenant. Thank you, Father. And that's how you, that's how you apply the covenant, that blood covenant of Jesus that we have as believers. Even if, they, even if they haven't come into the fullness of, of their identity and in relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, you lay into that word. Yes. You lay into that word. You press into it. You press into it. Yes. Press in. and not, I'm not saying wear yourself out, but you just press into it. It's like, God, I thank you. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word in that regard. In Jesus' name. And then you release that care and then just continue covering in prayer.
1: Yeah. Uh, For the moms that have children currently within your home, Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the most important things that you can do is create an environment where your children can hear the voice of God. So good. Um, And that comes first um, through them hearing your voice. Um, that's why, the, you know, that's why we have to correct. That's why we have to discipline. Because if they don't learn to receive the correction now, um, even the, how can they hear, ever hear the voice of Holy Spirit, you know, tell them, no, I don't think you need to do that right now. Um, so most important thing is to make sure you create an environment where they can hear uh, the voice of God. But again, that comes through us because we are, as parents, you are God's representative to your child. Mm -hmm. And so um, before they may hear the the word of God from a a pastor or a teacher, that's going to come through your mouth at first. And so I was just thinking about um, how I can put that word how I can impress it you know we can go back to those scriptures and you can say like Jesus I think that my children are increasing in wisdom stature favor with God and man you know that they're like trees planted by the rivers of water bringing forth fruit in their season and everything they set their hands to will prosper what am I doing I'm putting that word into you know I'm putting it and when you said blood bought Lord I thank you for the blood that goes before and behind my children that you cover them Father God on the bus you cover them when they get off the bus you cover them in school so we have to train our children because they're living in uh, different times than when we were yes, and are. so i have to tell them that uh We know, yes, the spirit of fear will try to come up, but we have to make sure that we don't yield to that spirit of fear. What has Holy Spirit given us? He's given us power. He's given us love. He's given us a sound mind. So if they announce over that um, intercom that this is a lockdown, I said, no, no, things might be going on around you Mm -hmm. and your heart might be beating everything, but you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. You begin to say, I thank you right now for the angels that keep me and put the word of God in their mouth. Because if you don't put the word of God in their mouth, somebody else will put something else in their mouth hmm And I mean, I'm, I'm seeing that more even with the music. If we don't give them suggestions of what or show them the parameters of what to listen to, then they're going to be exposed to other things. And then even if they're exposed to other things, they have to be able to be able to uh, identify what's the difference. Yeah. You know, so it's not like we're keeping them from it because they're in this world, but they're not of it, but they still have to be aware of what's coming their way.
0: And then in regards to that, creating an environment, this is one thing that I encourage that's just even coming to me now that I think could be a wisdom uh, move for for mothers that have children in their home, especially school-age children. Even if you if they go to sleep, you know, mm-hmm. and of course they go to sleep before you, this is what you can do in their hallway, outside. Then on your phone, just get the scripture. There's that Bible app. You can play the audio. Yeah. And you just have that scripture just go for a little while. Just have it just playing. Um, you know, some things that I like to do is just even from the New, New Testament or I go from the book of Acts, or we just have some instrumental worship music playing for them. And so last night we were given this cool gift uh, by Sister Kelly. Uh, Thank you so much for that. This is something that uh, also plays just Bible stories and things of that nature. And so I was like, well, you know what? I just wanted my daughters to be able to just hear, you know, the gospel in some form or some fashion because it's not like it's A through B verse, you know, the way that this plays. But I just began to start trying to connect it. And then my second daughter, she was like, Daddy, can we just... Listen to the birth of Jesus. Yeah. can we listen to the birth of Jesus? So I just try to figure that out and you know, play that. but now that's, so now because we've created an environment, now they have a thirst for it. yeah
1: an appetite yeah, yeah
0: so now they have an appetite for it. And so again, I want to encourage those that, that have it you know that's something that's simple but very profound and supernatural that can do that, that you can do in that regard. Yes. even when you're driving, you, know, you could just play some gospel music. Just encourage your kids, hey, you know what, take off the headphones, take out the earbuds for a little bit. I want you to check this out. I want you to hear this. And, and here's the thing, you don't have to get into an argument, <laughs> you know, I'm just seeing some people, I uh, just want to speak the peace of God, even yes. some, some mothers yes. right now, in the name of Jesus. And so, um, let's just begin to just speak some blessings and declare some blessings and just even pray, you know, over, over the moms uh, right now. So if you're a mother, even if you're a grandmother, there's so many different situations and circumstances, um, But again, I just want to encourage you as a a covenant keeper. So I actually just declare some things, but then I'll have my wife, who is a mother, I just begin to just speak some blessings over you as well. So moms, if what you could do right now, if you could just lay your hands on your heart, um, just even as we we, uh, make this prayer before you. So Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for these mothers, uh, mothers in the natural and mothers in the spirit. Because there's even spiritual moms who haven't given birth to natural children, but they've given birth to spiritual children, and this same thing applies. Uh, these are aunts uh, and, and 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 aunties and and things of that nature. Um, all of that applies. God, I thank you, Lord, for uh, these mothers. In the name of Jesus, God, we declare, I declare, and we declare a blessing over them. God, I thank you, Lord, for favor over their lives in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, even in this season, God, for a fresh appearing, Mm. a fresh encounter, a fresh word, a fresh promise, God, that you give them uh, for themselves, but then also, God, that you just even... I just even impart another level of encouragement as it pertains to their children, God. And I'm praying in particular uh, for the sons, God. I'm just seeing uh, teenage sons and young adult sons right now. Uh, But Father, I thank you, Lord, for just uh, that impartation, God, of peace. As a matter of fact, I just hear a mother. I'm just seeing right now um, for this mom saying, oh, yeah, because my wife mentioned uh, about this mother who... um, uh, with Elijah, and then when the son died, mm. but the word, uh, she said, it is well. Yes. So yeah, I just Lord, want I just want Lord. mothers, just right now, even if you got a, a child, uh, in particular a son, but it, it could be a daughter as well, uh, but if you got a ch- child that might be out there right now, I just want you to say out of your mouth, I'll just hear this declaration, just say it is well. It is well. Just say it is well, it is well. And, then just, uh, and then just say for, and then just call their name. So just say it is well for, and then call your child's name. Just do that right now. In the name of Jesus. And even if your child is not out there. So now you can just begin to just say it is well, yes, for, it is well. for your children. So just, just declare it is well for, for for them in the name of Jesus, God. Yes. And I thank you, God, that it's sealed by the blood, by your spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And we declare, God, that it is well for them. And we agree. God, we agree by covenant faith with them in Jesus' name.
1: I'm just going to declare some scriptures over you. Um, according to Isaiah 49 and 25 it Mm. says I will contend with them that contend with thee and I will save your children so Father I thank you right now that you are contending with those that have been contending with us God every uh, addiction every circumstance um, every um, ungodly relationship Father God I thank you right now that anything that would um, undermine, frustrate or hinder the perfect will of God um, in the lives of those children God I thank you that you are saving their children in the midst of it in the name of Jesus Father I thank you right now that according to flippings 2 and 13 as mothers god it is not in our own strength for it is you who is all the while effectually at work in us energizing and creating in us the power and the desire to do of his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. So God, I thank you right now for, um, just even renewing the delight, God, renewing the satisfaction, Father God, of motherhood in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you right now that you are restoring God relationships, Lord. I thank you that you're giving us uh, a fresh love for our children, God, that you're giving us eyes to see, Father God, see them in a new way, Lord. Mm. Um, and a new, um, Way based upon where they are now, according to their individual bent. God, you've yeah. allowed us to nurture them up to a certain point, but God, let us see them. Uh, let us see the God in them now, and how to respond to that. Holy Spirit, I thank you that um, even Philippians 4:13. This is a scripture that many of us taught our children. I can do all things through Christ. But we cannot for, uh, forget this our own selves. So I thank you that according to Philippians 4 and 13, that we have strength for all things in Christ, who empowers us and that we are ready for anything and equal to anything through you who infuses inner strength into us. We are self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. So God, we release the strength of God this morning, right now, to the mothers, Lord. I release the strength of God, Father God, uh, for them to be able to see things again in a different way but God I thank you that they know that they are empowered through their fellowship and their union mm-hmm. with you so God I thank you for even um, resting afresh upon their intimate time with you Lord so then that they're able to be refreshed God and release God what you've given them fresh to their children and even to those Father God that are assigned to them that may not have been of natural birth and Lord I thank you that according to Isaiah 59 and 21 you said as for me this is my covenant with them Say Saith the Lord, my spirit that is upon thee, meaning us as mothers and my words, which I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of my mouth or your mouth, nor out of the mouth of your seed nor out of the mouth of your seed seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forevermore. And so, Holy Spirit, we've put you in remembrance of your covenant with us right now that because the Spirit of the Lord rests upon our mouths, God, the word that you've given us to declare over our children. Father, I thank you that it shall continue to be in their mouths, God, in the mouths of our children's children. And God, I thank you right now that you're watching over every word to perform it in the name of Jesus. Father, even right now, I just lift up even uh, mothers uh, that... um, have lost their mother yes. recently. Yeah, yeah. Holy Spirit, I thank you right now, Father God, that even in the midst of this time, that Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Comforter, I thank you that you are comforting them. And all also, I thank you that you are bringing to remembrance the words, yes. Father God, yes. that were released through their, their mother's mouth, God, that is the necessary wisdom, God, that is necessary guidance and strength that is needed in this season. God, I thank you for the grace to walk sure. this out, God. I thank you right now for the strength, Father God, and the joy to know. Know that the gift that you allow to be in their lives, God, uh you've allowed deliverance to flow through them, God, and now it's their opportunity to allow it to flow through their own lives into others. And so, God, I just thank you right now, God, that you are uh you're, you're healing, God. You're comforting, God. Yeah. I thank you for even forgiveness, God, being released in the name of Jesus. Lord, our parents, we, that we do the best that we know how. But, God, I just thank you right now for the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts by Holy Spirit being released so that we're able to forgive other people, mm. God, and be able to move on. And so, God, and receive the love and enjoy the relationships that are currently um, at hand and that in, um, in this time in, in our lives. And so, God, I thank you for just the grace to love, the grace to forgive in Jesus' name.
0: And then even for mothers that have lost children, Mm. um, just a scripture, just a word of encouragement. Psalms 147, verse 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, curing their pains and their sorrows. Mm. So God, I thank you for your balm in the name of Jesus. God, again, that you are healing the brokenhearted and that you are binding up their wounds and that you are curing their pains and their sorrows in Jesus' name. God, I thank you, Lord, that great are you and great is your power. God, and that you are lifting up the humble and you're lifting up the downtrodden. God, and I thank you, Lord, that even now we all can sing to you with thanksgiving and sing praises to your name. In the name of Jesus. So we do bless you, oh God. We bless you, our King. We thank you, God. Thank you, Father. God, and I thank you, Lord, for the blessing of the mothers, for the anointing of motherhood, for the grace of motherhood, for the covenant Mm -hmm. mothers, God. May they rise up. May they stand out. May their children call them blessed. And may, may the fruit, God, the works of their hands, may their labor, God, bless them, praise them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, and I to just thank you, Lord, that even now just just kind of sense this, Lord, even for my own wife, God, in her motherhood, in the natural and in the spirit. I thank you, Father, for an anointing, God, mm. for an anointing, God, to be able to raise up polished daughters, polished mm. women uh, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for that covenant motherhood, the increase of it, the multiplication of it, in Jesus' name, name. amen.